Oh my God, we're back. What's up, everybody? Thank it's you. your favorite two hosts, Courtney <laughs> and Amy. You. Thank you, everyone. AKA Thank you. Black Oprah and White Gail. Uh, and you listen to I'ma Let You Finish. And today, guys, we are recording with Listening Party inside of Canal Street Radio. I'm going to need you guys to follow them on IG. They are dope. They're our partners for this episode. And you can follow Listening Party at Listening Party Presents and Canal Street Market, both on IG. They're amazing. iTunes, SoundCloud, yeah, yeah, Spotify, you, and Google. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, get it in everywhere. All right, so Ooh. here's the thing. We got some things to talk about. Uh, first off, <laughs> our lovely new space. No, this is a great space to work out of. Uh, we're and, very uh, happy about that. We're behind a glass window. People are walking by and shopping and looking and saying. And wondering, do I know them? And this they're like, wow, look, they're older people and they're talking into a microphone. I know. <laughs> Who knew that they no, were allowed out during You know, daylight? it's really funny because it's like when I speak to people, I say, oh, you have a podcast. They almost seem like, oh, well, what's the subject? In such a, like, a way like we're like, yes, Metamucil. We talk about yes. that and adult diapers. I'm talking and about AARP. <laughs> and incontinence. Oh. Okay, so. Don't talk about incontinence. <laughs> I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, my God. She's been trying to go to the bathroom, folks. And Not you know because how, I'm incontinent. And you because know how, they won't let me you cut the it line. Is, you know how when you go places Don't and it's always like it, it's when you're when you're a man you could just walk in the bathroom no. but you always walk past the ladies line no. and it's always it's snaking around the corner it's, it's really hilarious i tried to tell him i was not a lady but he wouldn't go for so it so speaking of toilets michael bloomberg <laughs> is boom, boom. we'll be here all week <laughs> my <laughs> michael bloomberg michael bloomberg okay Right. Michael Bloomberg has put in an application. No, he's and he's. Well, he's no, 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 no. We yet. don't know yet. He's okay. put in an application to be able to be on the ballot for the Alabama primary. Right, because you know when you're a New York Jew, the first place you want to start is a place where there's four Jews, and not the four primaries that are for before right. Alabama. Right, just the <laughs> Alabama one, so that he can use "Sweet Home Alabama" as a theme song. The thing is. Maybe we need to explain who Bloomberg is quickly in case we have any listeners under the He's interest. another billionaire from New York. And right, boom. And, and, and that is the real deal to Right. And no one needs another billionaire from New York trying to run for president well, the again. More my issues with Bloomberg go deep. First off, the stunt he pulled during... We, we're only allowed two terms or three terms in No, it's two terms. Two terms. And the stunt... Giuliani tried this stunt And it used too. to not be two terms. No. But New Yorkers voted that in because there were mayors right. who were mayors for like 96 years. Right. We didn't want that. And right. Bloomberg tried to pull the I got the city back on its feet after 9 Oh, not tried to. He pulled... pulled so he's he got, got Christine Quinn involved. Yeah, he's got autocratic tendencies that we don't need to encourage. He also is beyond, he's beyond in bed with big business. He's shopping for, you know, furniture with big business. He is big business. But my main problem with Bloomberg in terms of this is that the primary season is too long. We know that. But you don't get to cut white man privilege and just suddenly go oh we have a woman running we have a gay guy running we have an asian guy running we have black people running and i'm just gonna you know sit back and now jump to the head with all my money yeah you know i can get over the money part because you know I, I feel like you have money that's fine money that's the american dream right money makes the world go round. people try to act like money's not important but actually it's super important right my issue with him is the shit that we watched him do when he was in office well, i did not hate him as a mayor until he pulled that shit going into that third term. Right. 
because that to me showed what he does with power. And we see what happens when people get into that office of president. That's the ultimate power. So I'm power like, corrupts. I'm like, what shit will you pull? Right. If you get right to suddenly be in this office. Well, my also my issue with it, and I'm not saying we've obviously had three point whatever years of somebody who could give a rat's ass about anybody. But, you know, it would be nice to have somebody as president who seems to give a rat's ass about somebody. Now, Bloomberg is great on a lot of issues. His work with gun control as a private citizen has been great. His work on the environment has been great. You know, he gives a lot of money to the arts. So that makes me happy. But I just don't like the fact that he's very impervious. It's, you know, when New York City had this massive snowstorm and there's 24 fucking <laughs> inches of snow and the A train was stranded on a... And um, he was on a foreign island someplace? He was on a foreign island and he was like, it's not my problem. I think when you're president, you kind of have to care when there's a hurricane someplace. You kind of, And he doesn't have that empathy gene. And I just don't... I don't He's just a little too aloof for my taste. Well, how about and this? He's bad. Also, yeah. stop and frisk. Yeah. Stop and frisk for that. Oh, alone. well, listen. And there's also been 20 million debates. So you skipped all of those all and of you're them. just coming in like, oh, hi. Right. <laughs> I'm here. Right. I'm here now. And, and, and I'm, I'm Michael Bloomberg. Wait, and I'm spending my own money so you shouldn't be upset about it. Right. And yeah. it's like, listen, I'm glad you're spending. That becomes a whole other topic, money yeah. and politics. Yeah, but it's not, like, yeah. you're spending your own money. Great, you should be spending your own money. You've got a gang, gang of it. He's also very bad on Me Too stuff. He has, there have been many credible allegations of sexual harassment at his offices. He sort of poo-poos that stuff. I'm not saying you have to be, you know, wokeity woke 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 but in 2020, for you to have a candidate who is bad on race bad on gender stuff and kind of poo-poo's legitimate stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's, mm. it's, it's odd. It's yeah. an odd one. And listen, I think you and I have had this conversation about the nominees, the Democratic nominees, and I'm still like, I just, I don't know if I like anybody, right? Oh, I, I like Elizabeth. I'm, I'm I, Team Warren, man. I know way. you do, but Democrats, this is, why I, <laughs> this is why I feel like Donald Trump is going to win again. Because I really do believe that Democrats are looking at this election so wrong. Like, we know that, you, you know, when I hear the whole argument about electability and people are making too much of that, I'm like, they're actually not. This is a different kind of election with th this country just feels different. And we have to look at the person and say, who can actually beat him? Having an irreversible <laughs> coma. <I'm> like, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about um, let's talk about the Robin Crawford book. <laughs> Boy, that was a segue. Yeah. How long did you work let's, on that? Let's one? talk about the Robin Crawford book because I've been having debates with people all week about this. Really? I, yes, because so many people are so excited. She has the right to tell her story, and I'm like, I guess everybody has the right to tell their story, but I am of the ilk. That if I am your best friend, yes. if I was your closest friend, yes. no matter what people were saying about me in the public, I'm a private citizen. Preach. Your secrets go to the grave with me. They just do. I believe in Unless that. Unless you get a book deal. Yeah, but you know. Okay, here's my thing about the Robin Crawford thing. This falls under the category of 1-800-who-didn't-know. Yes, <laughs> this is true. I mean, right? anyone who didn't know about the Robin Crawford-Whitney you know, uh, torn, but you know, lovers, whatever. I mean, come on. I mean, and who really fucking cares at this point? Because it came out when Whitney was 
you know, coming up in her career. Yes. It came out when Whitney died. I, I honestly don't think it has moved the needle in any way, shape, or form about Whitney because Whitney's own personal, as my people would say, Mishigas, outweighed whoever she happened to be sleeping with. So I almost feel like that this Robin Crawford story is about 20 years too late. It is very late. Because being gay now is like people go, okay, she was gay, and so be it. She had a great voice. Yeah, it, I, do, don't you find that the timing is really interesting? It's the well, first year she's nominated for the Rock and Roll, the Hall, Rock of Roll Fame. Hall of Fame. There's all of these the things, timing. and yeah. then here we go, and here's this book, and live interviews. There's yeah. a hour-long special. On it's what like channel? Dateline NBC. Nobody watches Dateline NBC. <laughs> so whatever. So she has somebody. I feel like that shit's on 14 times a week. Right. Somebody's it's like watching having it. An exclusive on 2020. Who cares? It's like <laughs> when she gets on a real, you know. What I, I mean? gotta <laughs> say, last week 2020 did a story. They had a whole episode. It was like two hours on Dorothy Stratton. I was like, are we still, still on that? talking about people Dorothy not, Stratton? Wait, do people not know she was killed? I mean, I was has like, there been a new I'm, a new person who killed her? And they were like, we have new info and new interviews with people. I was like. We're no. still talking about yeah, Dorothy come to me Stratton. When you have some new John Benet Ramsey shit. Okay. I don't care about Dorothy <laughs> When she actually pops up, it's like I was I really killed alive. Dorothy Stratton. <laughs> yeah. So the Robin Crawford thing to me just yeah. seems like it's aimed at a particular demo, and that particular demo already knows this. And it really, honestly, Whitney's legacy was tarnished. This isn't what tarnished it, and this isn't what is going to tarnish it. And there's going to be, you know, Whitney has a hit single out now for crying out loud. She does. Well, you know what the interesting thing about you saying it's tarnished? I don't think it's tarnished. I think that's what's part of the thing that makes her super famous. People like it when their superstars have flaws. Well, there's flaws and then there's becoming... Um, Well, unfortunately, you know, it's the story of drugs, right? Like, we've seen that so many times. Yeah. So many times. So what I'm saying, though, is that she... What I don't know what Robin, other than a check, I don't see how this is going to result in something. This just seems like, oh, by the way, did I mention that I used to fuck Whitney? Okay, and when other, get give me other people coming up. Give right. me something real. It's funny that you said that. My sister was talking to me last Your night about it. sister slept with Whitney? No. <laughs> Man, you are so cool. At an orgy in Philadelphia. Um, Philadelphia? She, 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 you know, she was like, you know, the thing that's interesting about this is, okay, you come out and you say, all right, I was sleeping with Whitney. She was like, you know what would be interesting to me if there was somebody I'd never heard of and these girls came out and said, this is a thing. She said, the Robin thing, we've heard about this well, and everybody's known saying. it for 20 million Five years. heard about it, what, 25 years you ago? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, whatever. All right, next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. So you want to talk about the songwriting class nominees of the, for the Hall of Fame 2020? Yes, this is yet another award show I was unaware of. <laughs> uh, really? Of the Songwriters Hall of Fame? I mean, this is a big know. deal. Remember when Jay-Z got in a couple of years ago, it was the first time a hip-hop artist was ever oh. inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. That was a big deal. I mean, it is cool. I'm just saying that. Last year, Missy getting in. That I was mean, a big deal. Yeah, Jermaine Dupree. I'm sorry. I love Missy, but really? Uh, 
come on, listen. All right, here's my criteria. Here's one of my <laughs> criteria for things. Seriously. Okay. In terms of being a songwriter, and mm -hmm. I guess this is more for the songwriters. The there's two categories. There's the performing songwriters of Missy, yeah. Mariah Carey, yeah. was nominated this year, and then there's people who are that's their gig. They're songwriters. Like the Neptunes are right. nominated this year. But they're performing artists. No, they're not under performing artists. They're under. They're on that list as. Oh, they're not under any art day. As, uh, they're of uh, no. They're they're the Neptunes. Okay. And that was for all of their production and their writing work. Britney Spears, I'm a Slave for You, all of those songs. All right, here's my thing about this thing. The song, if you're a really good songwriter, the song should be able to live outside of the person who recorded it. I that mean... Should be, I'm just saying that that should be some degree of criteria. That should be some degree of criteria. Right. I think, you know, okay. live outside who recorded it. I mean, you say... And a lot of I'm just saying it's one thing I think that makes... A songwriter. It's one thing to write a song. It, could anybody cover Hot in Here and would anybody care? Well, no, right? But that doesn't Look, make it not... We but have here's, a fan base. But okay. here's the thing. That does, that does not make it not a great song. No, I'm just that saying... That does not make it if you put that shit on today at a party, no, the no, whole party no, gets lit. I'm just saying mm -hmm. it's one more thing that I think about in terms of songwriters. I'm not saying they're not... I'm not... We're, we're agreeing. I'm just saying that one thing I think about a good right. song is can it outlive the moment that it was good. Yeah, but to me, that's... that's. I get that. But I also think a great song is just a great song, right? And and it, it'll bring me all the way around to say Donna Summer. I don't think anybody has ever sounded good covering one of her songs. Well, and it's funny, Gloria Estefan is on this list as a performing songwriter this year. And you think about all the amazing hits that she has. Whenever I hear somebody else sing a Gloria Estefan song, it almost sounds like karaoke. Only she can really sing well, those Sam songs. Sam Smith decided to record one of her songs too and destroy no. it well, the yeah. way they decide to we're, destroy we're gonna, we're gonna Donna get to, Summer. We're going to get to that. In a in a hot All moment. All right, so let's yeah. talk about some of the nominees because yeah. I have a, a to me. So Journey is nominated. Yes. Okay. First off, Journey is the fucking worst group that ever was. Oh my god. Among <laughs> them. Among them. No. I don't know if I agree no. with that. Okay. <laughs> Those songs really no, still hold up. You, okay. Fuck Journey and fuck <laughs> Journey because oh Jonathan Kane so in no fuck him seriously. <laughs> Jonathan Kane of Journey's wife is that horrible. Terrible Christian. Paula okay, but what White does that came. have to do with the group? Because I don't song. think you know what. When we have tons of good people to pick from, why are we rewarding the? She's a piece yeah, of but, shit, see, but, and I don't want her. Yeah, getting but you're mad. You don't like her, so right. you're discounting the group. Right. We can't discount the journey. Excuse me. Women are judged always judged by their shitty taste in men. And so he's being judged by his shitty taste in women. And, oh my God. I I just don't like Journey. What, I've never liked Journey. What about Eurythmics? They. Sh I think they should be in. Dave and Annie both are just. But look at this. It's also Isley Brothers, right? Isley Brothers. I can't believe the Isley Brothers aren't. Patty Smith. Patty and Lenny or just Patty? Just Patty. No, it's got to be Patty and Lenny. And here's the thing Vince Gill. Vince Gill. Vince Gill's a great songwriter. He's amazing. He's a great songwriter. You know what I mean? Mariah Carey's amazing. No, she should be in it. Wait a minute. It's not Patty and Lenny? No, it's just Patty. Okay, he co wrote all those songs. See, you know. He did co-write, and her biggest hit was a Bruce Springsteen song. Right. Which is not to say that her other stuff isn't good, but I think the, I can't believe Leon Russell. What? He's not in there? No. Nope. Song for you? You know Superstar? what I mean? Oh, he should be. Okay, so let me tell you. Steve this. Miller. What? Yeah. When you're stacked <laughs> up against all those people, can you really see Journey Beanie when you have egregious things like 
Isley Brothers. Right. When you have, I mean, I can't believe the Isley Brothers aren't in. They have been writing hits since the fifties for crying. Absolutely. Out loud. I mean, the Beatles covered them. Right. All right. Yeah. So you don't get when the best songwriters in the world, some of the best songwriters in the world are going. I mean, the Beach Boys, Mike Love. Fuck Mike Love. Oh my Brian God. Brian <laughs> Wilson wrote those songs. <laughs> Fuck Mike Love. I don't oh. want Mike Love. No Mike Love. The Real? only Love family I want up there is the one that plays basketball. <laughs> Who else is in there? I can't go with the Neptunes. I'm sorry. I love them, but I can't go. Motown with legend William Mickey Stevenson, which is crazy, yeah, right? Yeah, which is crazy. Anybody yeah. who wrote for Motown who's not in the songwriters, come on. The guy who who cleaned the bathrooms at Motown now, should be in the now, songwriters. Now, so here's the thing, right? It's always three performing artists. Wow. And three writer writers. Voice and heart too. So, right? so yeah. So it makes you think. Who gets in? It's it, three it's a, is very little. It's a really stellar list of people who I are so. each really accomplished. This seems actually to me to be more finely tuned and really based on excellence than any other award I've heard of. Right. Because yeah. the Grammy. Well, it's the songwriter. It's the songwriter. That's what I'm saying. It's like the DGA awards or something. Yeah. Like. I, I mean, Boys and Heart. Those monkey songs were like perfection. Are they still alive? The monkeys? Not all. Like uh, no. Peter oh. Tork is dead. Mickey Dolan's M- is M- like Mickey. Mickey's, Mickey's the, the only, only one. one. Yeah, Mickey's, Mickey's the only, the only one who's still alive. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Um, it's an awesome responsibility. I wouldn't want to have a Courtney <laughs> to vote for them. It's too much. I but just as long as it's not Journey, because fuck Journey. Oh my God, you I hate, hate them. them. I stopped believing a long something. time ago. I'm going to start rolling a list of the people you no, hate. Journey that I, is no, consistent. there's people that she hates that I'm always thinking, oh my God, I'll bring this up. I know no, she's going to like them. She's Journey, like, I fucking listen, hate them. Let me tell you something. <laughs> there, I will go on record that I have hated Journey from the beginning. Steve Perry? Who hates Steve Perry? Oh, I Perry. hate fucking Steve Perry. He's an overwrought weasel. I can't <laughs> take his voice. Sorry, black people. I know all black people love Steve Perry. I don't you, like you him. You know what? You keep... Sorry, women. Let me just, let me just say this. Hold on. Love, I know all as, women love Steve Perry. I don't like him. I'm sorry. Sorry, white people. I know all white as people the love black Steve peop- Perry. As the black <laughs> person on this podcast... You are going to stop putting every black, no, white... No, 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 no. Every week when there's somebody who hate you, like, I know you said that about Michael McDonald. All black people do not love Michael McDonald. And I all black people either. do not love Steve Perry. No, but the <laughs> biggest fights I've ever gotten into about Steve Perry have been with black people and white women. <laughs> Ergo. You are Ergo. in I don't like Journey. I don't like Journey. <laughs> you want me to be really obnoxious? Here's my obnoxious rock critic side. You know, I liked Journey when they when they first left Santana. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's my obnoxious <laughs> rock critic thing. I liked them when they were like an offshoot of Santana. Oh my god! Don't All you right. hate? Don't you hate the people who are always like, "Yeah, I like that first album." The first album. But it's always like, "I like that first album," and then when they're the talking to you, didn't sell. and then you turn. Yeah. It, it's always that. You know the one that's really hard to find? I'm like, bitch, you've never heard that There's album. There's a reason why it's hard to You know to what find. I'm saying? Stop trying to act like you've heard that album to be... You know, everybody always wants to be so austere. But groups do that, too. Radiohead. Mm-hmm. Oh, we hate the Benz. Oh, you mean your best album. Oh, right. <laughs> or, the, or this is where I get mad at Madonna. Ugh. I can't hear those old songs. I don't want to sing them. They make me so sick. It's like, bitch, we all bought those records. It's been hundreds of dollars right. in concert to hear you sing those records. What I don't need you now at 148 is to be talking That's about. That's not how old I, she is. No, She's but not I just mean yeah, it in the way where it's no, like you could sprinkle in a hit because your tickets are $1,000 and say, all right. I may not like Borderline, but here's a little bit of it for you anyway. All right, we're not talking about her <laughs> okay. anymore. Um, we will always talk about her. Mm-hmm. Because she's my queen, mm-hmm. and if you can fucking hate Journey, 
I can motherfucking talk about Madonna mm. because she is. Listen, Madonna makes me mad, but I live for Madonna. I, I do. Know. And I love the fact that she's still doing it. And I, I thought the tour was spectacular. And I really did like this album. But anyway, let's move on to a certain someone had a, day, a date with the New York Knicks. Speaking of black people. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how this happened. All I know is that my son, shout out to Lucian Dixon, the greatest son ever, ever. <laughs> the greatest, <laughs> the greatest son. son. I'll say it again. <laughs> okay. So, I don't know, but my son is like connected with everybody. And I, me and him were doing this thing. It was like sponsored by the Knicks and sponsored by Chase and sponsored, I don't know. We were talking about hip hop, basketball, and pizza. So, AKA the Jude trifecta in New York City. And then they had this event at the end of the day, Courtney Montgomery Anderson, where John Starks was there and John Wallace and uh, Lara Johnson. And here's how what I have to say about that. They're all ex- you don't know what tall is until you're around basketball tall. Right. Cuz I'm like almost 6 foot and I felt like a midget or a <laughs> short person next to them. Whatever you This show No, I felt very small. <laughs> this show is brought to you by inappropriateness. No, it's whatever. a new drink that you can find at your corner bodega. Like I was like, "Oh my god, I'm teeny." But it was very nice to meet them. I got all my John Starks jokes out of my system before I met him. But seriously, we're both Nick fans and it's very It's long hard. suffering it's and long sad. Long suffering. <laughs> I mean, you know how long-suffering it is when even one of the Knicks, one of the legends, is kind of like, you're really not going to Barclays to watch the Nets? (laughs) Really? (laughs) But anyway, so that was sort of cool, and I got swag, which is what it's all about, and really good pizza from Speedy Romeo's, which is a really good pizza. It is. I've had the one in Brooklyn. Really good. Oh, my God. And it was fun, and I'm going to get a check. Ka-ching. We always like a check. We always like a check. All right, we have to say something. Do we have to say something? Uh, uh, our, uh, no, no, we need to just go into talking about our next subject, which is the tunes that we are listening to and what we're loving right now. It's fourth quarter, which is always like the time for a lot of the big heavy hitters. Which is funny, though, and we talk about this a lot. We talk about the fact that the music industry used to be you, you had a single, you built it up, you had you know this, that. What does fourth quarter mean in the ye- in the age of you can drop the thing on a Tuesday at four twenty six? And that's the thing, right? Kind of, it's not the same at all anymore yeah. because you're seeing there are new artists coming, there are artists that are a little bit off the grid, right. and a lot of a lot of the major artists who were supposed to drop fourth quarter records have pushed to twenty twenty. Except now that we see that. Well, that's she, the, listen, that's she, the we, nobody knows when a Rihanna record is coming. Something. I was having this conversation actually the other night about Eve and Rihanna, and Eve, who we all decided was very underrated in a lot of ways. And poor Eve was with Stevie J when she was putting out a record, so the poor thing didn't know any better. Right. Eve, Rihanna's bulletproof. Rihanna could put out an album 27 years from now, and it would still sell because right. she has such a reservoir of goodwill about her. But my thing is with Rihanna, it almost doesn't matter anymore. She's made such a, a, a catalog of work. Let her sell a couple of bras and a concealer and live with her incredibly rich boyfriend. She's done She's done it, as far as I'm concerned. Listen, I think that you get to a certain point, right? Maybe. Where you need a little bit of a... 
you need some space to live a little and then yeah. to come back and really have something yeah. to say in your music. And yeah. if you're really an artist, the thing about being a real, because so many people use that word, and I'm like, not everybody's an artist. Some right. of you are just singers, really. You're singers. Right. And then you have artists who, like, they need to be inspi inspired to have something to really talk about, live life a little bit. And then you come back and the music's even better. Well, I think that she, I, like I said, I think she's bulletproof. I think she can take as long as she wants. But who are we listening to? Or let's talk about who we can't stand right now. Oh, my God. Okay, here's the thing. So we're going to talk about Sam Smith and I feel love because... I do not feel love towards Sam Smith in any way, shape, or form. This is what I want to say about that. If you're going to take on a Donna Summer song. Mm-hmm. Iconic. I, I, iconic. The song that's really, it's, um, it's housey, it's techno, it's, but more than anything, Donna's voice in everything that she sang was laced and dripped with emotion. That song, when you hear her, those coos and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. it feels good, yeah. it's so good. You feel like she's calling you to love, right? No. You feel that sam's version to me is just a, a falsetto with no emotion behind it because that's what sam smith is sam smith is one of these white boys who thinks if i sing in a falsetto i'm a soul singer he has no soul he was not interesting when he was fat he's not interesting now that he's thin he wasn't interesting when he was when he came out he's not interesting now that he's by what is he? Binannual, biannual, bi uh, binary, gender. He is not in. They is not. He wants to. That's fine. I will respect that. Yeah. He, they are not interesting. Their voice is not interesting. There are nine million people as we speak right now singing in their shower who are more interesting than they are. He, now here's the thing. But don't pick that song. Right now here's the thing with Sam. I really loved his first album. Ugh. I went to his show. The day his album dropped, he Apollo, did a show right? at the Apollo. It was amazing. But, you know, this was, he was so, you know, you could tell, so grateful and overwhelmed. I love seeing an artist at the very beginning right. of their moment. And I loved the show. I thought he sounded amazing, and right. I really loved that album. But, and, and I like the tune that he just had where he had the video where he... No, they. Because the I believe no, no. He goes by they, they now, right? So I want to make sure I have his pronouns correct. They had correct. a great video yeah. with yeah. Calvin Harris. Yeah, yeah, and they also had a, a great video when uh, this last one was it called Move Something? And yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was great, you know. But um, I want to see some growth. I want to hear some growth because when I hear a lot of his music, it it it's in the same vein of that first record, and I'm like, okay, so it's time for you to show me. I want to see some artistry well, I there. I would slip out of the falsetto. I think they use that as sort of a crutch. I, let me hear if you can actually sing. Right. You know? Right, All right, right. so boo for him. What yeah. about our girl Jessie Ware in Mirage, her okay. new single? Jessie Ware, when I first heard Jessie Ware, she was kind of riding that dubstep thing yeah, a little she, bit. Then this album is like a return to yes. her club land roots. I think that she has one of the best voices. She does. I love the way she looks. I do too. I love the fact that she's not like some girly girl sort of. No, I love that she's abroad. I love her that she's I had abroad. no idea that she Me. was a I heard her in an interview. Her like famous. Her, her husband is like this personal trainer yeah, dude. I love and it. I hear her in this interview and she's cursing and everything. And I'm going, wait a minute. You curse and talk like she's this? She's British. <laughs> Remember, she and Paloma Faith sort of came out at the same time. And yeah. I like Paloma Faith. But yeah. Paloma Faith was a little gimmicky. Jesse Ware. They love her in the UK. I though. know. And I... Um, 
I've never seen Jessie Ware. Everybody who I know who has seen her says she's fantastic. But I just like her. She seems We'll go the next time she's in town. Yeah, because I she, had tickets to the last one. My my old assistant, John, shout out to John Machia, does tour marketing over at Universal. No, so the next she time she's in New York, we'll like go. Somebody, she's the real deal. She's not a kid. She's put the work in. She's always consistently under the uh, the radar. And this song is is just great. I love that it's got a little dance vibe to it. And I love that she can sing. She can yeah. actually fucking yeah. sing. What it's a true. concept. Speaking of which, all right, our girl crush, Dua Lipa. Oh, let me just tell you something. Which I Thank thought was you. a stage name for years, no, but it's wait, an actual real name. I thought it was a stage name, too. And then I was looking it's up to see, what's her real name? I was like, oh. Dua Your Lipa. motherfucking real name is Dua Lipa. You, you you are going to be famous I, with that name. <laughs> I have been sort of obsessed with the idea of going to Albania for quite some time. Right. And she just drives it home for me. Like She's I'm not Albanian, She right? is Albanian. I thought they were from Kosovo. Which is Albania. Is it? It's basically Iceberg Goldberg. Kosovo. Uh, Kosovo. Oh, Kosovo. Yeah. They're yeah. ethnic Albanians. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Whatever. She's amazing. <laughs> Whatever. She has this show is so trashy. She, stop saying that. You're manifesting something that it's not. We're fucking smart and we know our um, shit. We're not it trashy. Is. No, how about this? I love trashy. Trashy is good. But listen, <laughs> Dua Lipa uh-huh. has the career and the credibility and the looks and everything that that poor sad Rita Ora thinks that she has. Who? Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, who? Exactly. What is that? The girl that does H&M ads. Is there a vaccination for it? Yes, there is. okay. Got it. Really, Rita Ora can cause the following (laughs) side effects. Delusion. (laughs) And and anal bleeding. Anyway, so... That's the name of her new single. Uh, Anal uh, bleeding. Oh, you know I'm recording an album right now, right? I'm in the middle of recording an album. It's called Lainey Kazan. Oh, I love Lainey Kazan. It's, I love a moo-moo and it's, a woman. It's my, and it, every song was written in under three minutes and has eight songwriters like all of the pop songs now. Amazing. So it's amazing. All right, it's amazing. let's go back to Dua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything she's done, One Kiss, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Calvin Harris. Right, I, but I'm yeah. saying her early stuff, like the videos, like um, New Rules. No yeah, yeah, yeah. New the Rules whole is look is fabulous. She's gorgeous. She's going out with a Hadid, which is, what can you do? It's, at least it's not the girls. Right. Um, <laughs> She's amazing. No, she's great. No, she's total package. No, listen, I'm so happy for a pop artist to come out and be like, the song can be about heartbreak. It can be about kicking the guy to the curb. But she's not sad. Sitting in her room, being like, look at me, and I'm pensive. She's like. I've got on my hot jeans, she's a bra tough. top, and she's I'm in the club with my girls. She's tough. Thank she's you for not tough, being sad. People are staring at us. They think yeah. we're somebody. We oh, are somebody. Oh, wow. Thank you. Um, she's tough. I like that. I like, well, she grew up in, you know, a tough place, man. I like her. She grew up in London. That's a tough place. <laughs> like, Very like, tough there. She grew up in London. Listen, what you know what it's like? About? Driving on the wrong side of the road all the time? No, uh, I love her. I love Dua Lipa. I've always loved her. I think I think the new single, Don't Stop. I think Stop. she's going to blow up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. Well, here's the thing. She's already successful here in the U.S. Bar- the first album was a hit here. More, what? Yeah, more yeah. bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More bigger. Listen, come with, come with some shit. I always tell people, if you give them what they want, you'll be able to do what you want. You have to give them what right they now. want. See, this is the advantage in some ways, in some ways of Rihanna not being on the scene right now. There, there is a nice lane open for sort of off-kilter, tough, girls yeah yeah you know so there's a lip not that you can't have both because you know with women there only can be one industry 
But there's a nice little lane open now for people who want that kind of... And Calvin Harris has impeccable taste in the women he works with. Yes, he does. Terrible taste in the women he dates, but impeccable taste in the women he works with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I want to talk... Well, Dua... But then, you know what, there's, here's a surprising entry for me with the person who we both don't really dig, but we're really liking this yeah. new music, Selena fucking Gomez. <sighs> okay, like, I don't... I think that she can't sing, and I've never been a huge fan of hers, but these two new tracks, I'm uh, like, I don't obsessed. hate this. No, I love that. <laughs> you know, I, I love, love pop. To lose you. Yeah, I yeah. love pop, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never, you know, it's funny. I read this article a couple years ago, and this producer said that the sound that every female knew female artist was coming to him with was I want to sound like a Selena Gomez record and I thought what the hell does that mean but if you listen to her singles the, the first one with ASAP Rocky yeah, uh, yeah. Do, um, uh, feel good and then the one that samples psycho killer yeah, yeah. she never sounds the same on each song now is she the greatest singer of now is that time? a producer that is that right totally working with the right producers no, so they can mold you yeah, and it's say a little of both. Marshmallow, I'm saying, is she the greatest singer of our time? No, she is not. Right. But n- none of them. The greatest singers of our time are not making songs right now. Right. <laughs> this is I true. I mean, right, you right, know. Right, right, right. But I like the vibe. I like her. She seems like. I'm into. Th- I'm. Hi- I'm into the energy of her. I and am. this song is just—it's perfect because it's under three minutes. It's hooky as all get out. Okay, there's five million people. You know whose brother worked on this song? Billy Eilish's brother. Oh, okay. Which is I don't know what he did. He probably came in and said. Turn that knob. <laughs> shade the shade. No, but you know what I'm saying. There's like, but and she also worked time with like serious, serious songwriters, not right. R&B. I think it's a perfect song. Right. I think it's a per- and she is someone we're like. I never would have said, you know, I can't wait for that Selena Gomez single. But there are a lot of young people who do. She's a yes. big star to them. Yes, she and, is. And, you know, I think she came back with two really strong, yep. two really strong. And she, you know, she's had a challenging Very last challenging couple one. of years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm happy that her health is good. And I, I'm happy that she's making, listen, good pop music always makes me happy. Good pop music is the, is, is the antidote to everything. What do you think about the new George Michael single? This okay. is how we want you to get high. Okay, here's my issue. I have a problem with music from the grave. Okay. I want to know. This is not like the Gangstar album. This is <laughs> right. not like the Gangstar record. Right. <laughs> right. Where, where one half of the Gangstar people were involved in it. Okay? Right. This is like, who's controlling this? Okay, while Amy is talking, I just want you to know that a legend, just, <laughs> uh, one of our legendary friends just walked in the studio. He's not going to talk, but a legend is in the house, and we are smiling from ear to ear. We Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Elian Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Pia Zadora. Right. They're coming to sing their new single. All right. <laughs> but, all right, so the George Michael thing, it's, it's not killing me. No. I'm not mad. It's at not it terrible. It's not terrible, but it's not. And it was supposedly working on it before one yeah, of the songs. So it, I just am always very kind of like, whose idea was this? Right. You know, it's like the Amy Winehouse that when it came out after, like, whose idea? I'm not saying anything nefarious, but whereas the Gangstar record premiere is, it's premiere did it. So it's right. nothing where somebody who had nothing. So well, I'm, I believe it's, it's from the family because, you know, his sisters have now taken George over. Michael. George's sisters. Okay who he was very close to, have taken over his estate and and overseeing everything. So it's definitely coming through the family. And you know, he had a manager who loved him very much and who was with him for a lot of years. Well, the fact that it didn't come out quick 
is a good right. sign that right. they waited. And the fact that they well, probably, I didn't like the, and I didn't like the song that came out with Fantasy that came yeah. out with Nile Rodgers no. a couple of months ago. And I wanted to love that, but I and didn't. And I love that it, there's a tie-in with a Christmas movie. Yeah, which is everybody is saying is really terrible. But you know, they're trying to Who get. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like. All right, I want you to right now on, on national television lie <laughs> and say that you don't watch Love Actually every year when it's on and cry. I've never seen Love Actually. What? All right, that's I'm it. Sorry, I'm sorry, no I'm no longer doing this show. I'm not white. I'm not, it's like, that's one of those white oh, people. I see. No, that's one oh, of those. Oh, okay. That's one so of those I'm white. Not allowed, no, Miss Thing. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Listen, that's one of those white people movies like the. That's one of those white people movies like The Notebook when you're all like, oh my God, I saw The Notebook and I cried. It was The Notebook. I'm like, look, honey, I don't know about your motherfucking notebook, but tell them about it. With apples. Oh, or the legendary. Well, here's the thing the legendary Hope Floats, but. I've never seen Hope Floats. And I would like to say this on the air because he will be listening to this show. Fred Tyrone Jackson. I am still mad at you for not going. I was going through a time, and I was really upset. And Fred would is go. There, is there? Is there like a symphony? <laughs> he, <with> would, <laughs> he would go. <laughs> he, he would go see everything with me, but he refused to go see Hope Floats with me. Refused. We're gonna have to do a thing about that because I can't get chapter and verse on Miss Hope Floats. Okay. All right. Anyway, oh. back to George. No, I need to finish my Hope Floats because it was a hope. And it made me float. Now, back to George. George is brilliant. You know what I think? It's not an offensive song, right? No, no. I'm really it's ha- not an offensive <laughs> Well, because a lot of times when people die, like, does anybody like any of the 19 Michael Jackson songs they tried to put out after he died? No. No, none of them. You no. know what I mean? Whitney Houston with Kygo worked because... Which blew my mind. Well, it worked because yeah. that was a completed vocal. Yeah. That tr- her original version of Higher Love was a bonus track right. on the Japanese edition of I'm Your Baby Tonight. So to be able to just take that completed yeah. mastered vocal and give it to Kygo and then have this big international hit with it, it was a finished vocal that was and already out there. I love that there. she covered Shaka for the second time. For the, the second time. Time. All right, let's talk about your boy. Let's talk about Gangstar because you love Gangstar. So no, I want I you to have this Gangstar moment. And I, and I and I think that they were, I mean, uh, undersung in a lot of ways. It's ironic that they're such a quintessential New York hip hop group because neither one of them are from New York. I will go on record as saying that Guru is the only good thing that's ever come out of Boston, other than <laughs> New Edition. <laughs> And Robbie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike, and Belle Bib DeVoe. I can't stand Boston. That's a whole nother conversation. This man just fell down out right. there. What the hell? Okay. <laughs> oh my God! We're it's like it's like it's like Menudo Mania out okay. there. What's happening? <laughs> what the, what oh the heck? God, the level. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> Wait, no, hold on. Wasn't Donna Summer from Boston? Okay, the third thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All like, right, but anyway, you're in, come on. All right, the Celtics, the Red Sox. I say no. Uh, okay. Gangstar. Honey, she's trying to have an attack up in here. She just gave me my Adidas hat today. No, it's she not mentioned, Adidas. I mean, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My, my, my so New York sorry. Knicks hat. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. I said, <laughs> oh, my God. So, this is like, it was almost like I feel like Jason just came through the window <laughs> when I said that shit. All right, um, Gangstar. Yeah, 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 Gangstar. Gangstar. All right, so when Guru died, very sad. To me, there are very <laughs> few producers 
in hip hop for sure. Right, yeah. Where as soon as you hear them, you're like, yeah, that's premiere. Yeah, right. this is true. That's premiere. Absolutely. And listening to this album, I think they did an excellent job. The collaborators they have make perfect sense. Bringing J. Rue back is amazing. The single with J. Cole, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MOP, when's the last time you heard MOP? This on is a very, record? very, very the true. The single makes sense. And yeah. when I hear Primo beats, I swear I start walking differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just so it's. You know, the drama, the court drama, the personal drama behind why it took so long and the right. whole stuff with Guru and Solar, which is ugly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. this guy wants to tour now as Gangstar? Uh, Solar? D- yeah. Doing yeah. what? Standing up there with a cutout or something. I have no oh, idea. Lord. It's awful. Oh but I'm really happy this record. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I'm really happy for them that they're having their moment again. So this is making me happy. You know what I'm happy about? The musicianship and um, songwriting and being able to play an instrument, that's come back in vogue. And we're starting to see a lot of these records with artists that really have a point of view yeah. and are really saying something. I think the Kayle album is really I amazing. Li- and, and it's a concept album. It's his most political work in a, in a really long time. And I love that he's a black gay artist from the UK who was the lead singer of Block Party and I think you guys oh, should really yeah oh, that's him I think you guys oh, need to yeah that's oh, where you know him oh, from Block yeah, yeah. Party was great they were great and this album is really amazing and he was great as a as a as a, a figurehead in that group too. you know what I'm saying and then we go to somebody another one from overseas Michael uh, K. Wanuka <laughs> <laughs> you know me and names yeah. I'm just Say, like bad Michael, but he's fucking amazing he's and this amazing. new um, this new new album as a it's a body of work i love a body of work i love when somebody creates well, a full third grade, third right grade album. i love when people just create a full body of work this album is so rich in textures and the musicianship and the vocals and, you know and the vocal arranging and, and his for those of you who are not quite sure who he is he's the guy the big little lies soundtrack he did the cut they used his song in the opening, the opening yeah. which is just brilliant what i like about him a lot is that if you were to ask me to define him or compare him i can't which is what makes it amazing that's music that's yeah. musicianship you I know mean, he's not reinventing the wheel obviously singer songwriter music but i'm like what who does he say i can't tell you who he sounds like is he coming from a british perspective i don't know is he coming from an african i don't know but he's really 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 good. It's really good. You know? Which you know, which brings me again to FKA Twigs and Magdalene. This this album that she has out right now, which is kind of themed around Mary Magdalene, and she's another one. You ask me, well, wh- how would you describe her music? I don't know. I hear the influences of everything. I hear the soul influences. I hear the rock influences. I hear the the classical influences, right. and it's another artist who's got a really musical album doing something really interesting and I think people should really check it out. You yeah, know what I'm I mean? Do it on your yeah, 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 yeah. There yeah, was yeah. so much hype on that first record that yeah. I went, eh. But I really I love that record too. And I was surprised at how much black girls really love her. And I and I gazed at by like my sister and some of my friends. Steve Perry. <laughs> you love Steve Perry. But I mean they because she's such a she's so different with it that for for US people, I can see where US people would be like, I don't even understand what that is. You know, the gay audience loves her, but as gays, we've always been on the cutting edge of being able to look at something and say, that's fierce, and go down and go down that road. But I see now she, uh, she does more of these US TV performances that it's always really 
just something different and unexpected. And I always appreciate that in a, mu in a musician. I think what happened with her, which kind of fucked her over, is that when she started dating, um, what's his Robert name? Pattinson. I think that she went from someone who was kind of quirky and maybe culty, and suddenly she's dating. And I think people kind of went, what are you, a cult star? Or I think that just kind of effed her up in terms of perception. I'm not, I don't know, because she's coming back now, and the people who love her love her, and this record is getting great reviews, and I and, you know, I think it's great. It yeah, you absolutely, absolutely, absolutely who should. Who else were we checking for? Oh, my God. Okay, I'm listening to a bunch of shit. King Princess, Cheap Queen. Oh, I love Please King. check oh, that album so out. Brooklyn she's, Girl. She's a queer artist, Brooklyn Girl, and it's a very, very fierce moment. And I'm listening to Emotional Oranges. They have this new album called The Juice, Volume Which 2. Which is a great and they're they're a collective out of Los Angeles. And what I like about them is that they use pseudonames. They're anonymous because they supposedly all have like regular jobs. One's like a teacher, one's a coder. But they're making really interesting music and wanting it to be about the music. Which isn't that always great when you kind of get back to because you know, we're the people who want to be a star right. and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. Go do it. Nothing. And then they're the people who are like, yo, I'm doing this because music flows out of me and it's 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 what I, it's my life's blood. You I want to give a, just a real fast shout out to um, a family friend who's who put out a great single who's on tour now with Cat Palace, Jayla. Um, this girl Jayla Jayla Thompson. Mm -hmm. Her father is Mark Anthony Thompson, aka Chocolate Genius, who to me is one oh, of the okay. great. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's dope. Tessa Thompson. Oh, okay. The great uh, my son used to babysit for Jayla and her little brother, so hopefully Jayla will become famous. And and no, but it's a lovely, atmospheric, non-definable, you know, black girl pop. And the girls are killing it right now. The girls, Do, the girls, the yeah. Oh, um, don't even I get know, me started. I know. You know how much I love that record. No, I mean the girls are really sort of like I think that the boys are so concerned with like making hip-hop influenced dancey kind of shit and the girls are like you know what i'm just gonna make some good songs right now and the girls are coming with full-on projects like here's my problem with the dudes and i think you and i had this conversation when we were talking about luther vandross on the right. last show when you put on a luther vandross record no one else sounded like that no you one. knew exactly yep. who it was from the first note out of his mouth Right. But a lot of the guys, and there's a bunch that I like, they open their mouth and I don't know I don't which know one it is. Who. I have to look to see which and one is actually singing. they're all drawing from the same three influences. Right. Still. Right. Or versions thereof. You know, still. You know. You know what I will say, though, quickly, and then we'll move into the other topics. I am kind of stunned, but maybe I'm not, that the Raphael Sadiq record, the Jimmy Lee, is not making more of headway than it is. But maybe it's just too good for the room. You know? Well, listen, I think he, he's he got his audience and he's got a fan base that loves him. And But with anything these days, right, that's not Taylor Swift right. that keeps living in that wave, with streaming now, nobody really does. Where's the marketing plan for anybody, yeah. right? So it's like because you shove everything immediately onto streaming services where it can live for a long time, right. what I seem to notice is there's no real marketing plan for anything. So here you go. You're a month out, a month right. and a half out, and you're like, oh, so you guys. He's going to live and die by live. I mean, he's one of those artists though, that, live, that the live performance is so strong. That that you know. That well, he's got twenty. Growth. He's got twenty plus years in the game. You right. know what and I mean. He's, he's touring this stage. He's got. He's got. He's got. He's got twenty plus years in the game. Okay. Uh, now, <laughs> here's a, here's the thing we got to bring up uh, because I know you want to talk about it. So upset. Ninety day fiance. Oh yeah, ninety day fiance. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna say this. All right, let me tell you something. I am a very smart person. 
okay? I have a college degree. I have a master's degree. I read books. I read books with big words in them. <laughs> I go to smart people films. I surround myself with smart stuff. I am smart. Smart, 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 smart. I'm so smart, I don't have a boyfriend. That's how you know how smart I am. But on Tuesday nights at 9 o'clock. No, it's not Tuesday. It's Monday. <laughs> Monday. Don't fuck me up. Now, I never watched this show before because it's on the, and it's on, it's on the Learning Channel. And who in their right mind wants to watch anything on the Learning Channel? Oh, how did I know that the Learning Channel is possibly the greatest channel in the world? Okay, my best friend, who I love more than life, has, this show's been on for years. She never told me about it. To me, her not telling me about this show was worse than ever sleeping with any boyfriend I ever had because who cares about them? This is, uh, it's the best show. The new season just started. I can already tell you, it, it's just a walking advertisement for mess. You want to talk about trashy mess? Oh, my God. It's amazing. But it's on the Learning Channel, so you learn so you, things. What, what, what exactly are you learning? Well, I'm learning first off that certain people should not be allowed to get passports. <laughs> And I'm also oh learning God. about <laughs> customs. You learn about Muslim customs. Jesus Christ. No, no, I'm is that, wait, is that is that? No, that's, I'm, I'm sorry, serious. Like, are you no, kidding no, no, me right really now? Great stuff. That's your big. I'm learning about Muslim. What no. does Muslim customs well, even like, mean? For Can instance, you please explain? Like, if that? you're an American woman and okay. you're dating a guy from Algeria, this is last season. You just went to Turkey, though. You've gone through a Muslim country right. and gone through their customs. No, I've been to. A, I, I'm not. When I say I, <laughs> I mean them. I know this stuff. But see, I just find it interesting. You're learning about all different cultures. People are traveling the world. You're learning that stupid is as stupid does. I was like, that is not why you watch it. You watch it for the fuckery of the people that oh, are no, on Oh, no, no, no. And I leave every time I leave and I go, Amy, no matter what's going on in your life, you learned how to moisturize at a relatively young age. And you know who the father of your child is. Oh, my. <laughs> That's like Maury. You know, my favorite on Maury is always when the girl comes back and it's like the 18th time. I'm for sure this time. They're like, La Takanisha. She's like, I'm for sure this time that Rommel is the father of my child. Look at his eyes. Or wait, he has his baby's eyes. He's my baby's eyes. Right. And then when it's not him, she always runs out. It's like, oh my God. You're like, girl. It's like you, this no. is your 18th time on well, the anyway, show. I love 90 Day Fiance. And what's really funny, actually, is that it's starting to like pick up. It's very fun. Right. Let's talk about the, the TJ. We got to talk about TJ. What's the TJ? Trader. Okay, Amy is very upset about Trader Joe's okay, and their the discontinuation of Trader certain jo items. All right, Trader Joe's, which really seriously, it took forever to come to New York. And once it came it sure to New York, did, my yeah. life became a better place. Because whenever you'd go out to L.A., you'd smuggle the stuff back. Absolutely. Oh, I, I used to do that shit, too. It would be like a Those bag full of shit. shit. Yes. <laughs> this is when back when you didn't have to check bags and you could just bring anything you want. Right. Okay, Trader, I never was a cereal eater, okay, or a cereal killer. I was never a cereal eater. I started eating cereal. I would eat oatmeal in the morning or whatever, but when I got a real job, I had to eat breakfast in the morning. I got really into Trader Joe's cereal. They are discontinuing several of their cereals. This is fucking me up. I don't know what to do because I buy the cereal and the almond milk because I enjoy almond milk on my cereal. Almond milk is disgusting. On cereal, it's really good. It's disgusting. No, every no, no, no. That's okay, horrible. whatever. The point is, is that, and we were discussing today, because men don't know the pain of having something discontinued because women, we get our lipsticks discontinued, our foundation, our hair product, everything. But 
Trader Joe's. Also, we discovered another thing we had in common. We both used to use the fabulous Trader Joe's natural deodorant, which oh they my discontinued. God. I was really upset. That, and they had this gummy candy that they used to make oh, that I everything. used to love. And they no. were like, oh, yeah, we're not making that anymore. I was like, yeah, what the fuck? fuck That's you. the best thing in the fucking store. Yeah, fuck you, Trader Joe's. So I love Trader Joe's dearly, but this cereal situation is... Because now I'm thinking I have so much stress in my life. I have so much going on. Do I really need to rethink what I'm going to have for breakfast? <laughs> All right, All right so it's time for our last segment, which we always like to call What Stupid Thing to Megan McCain Say Today? Okay. Sometimes it's about Megan, sometimes it's other Why shit. Why don't you pick it up? Ladies and gentlemen. I'm still recovering from the Trader Joe's fiasco. <clears throat> My stupid shit today is about Popeye's chicken. This and the New York Times. New York Times, do motherfucking better. We are now less than a year out than the election. And when you look at their headlines, was it about the black vote? Was it about voter sort of suppression for the black vote in different companies? Oh, no, 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 no. That's not the headline on the Times. Well, you're it doing was your Megan McCain where you talk really quietly yes, and slowly. Oh, no, no, no. Power bun. And I have yeah. my power. I live for a power bun. You know, that day that Donald Trump Jr. was on her hair was snatched back so tight. And that so power done. And then she was speaking like, I just want to say this to you. Um, Come closer to me so I can The motherfucking headline that I saw in the New York Times, which is all around the world, was... The failing New York Times. You always have to Popeye's sandwich strikes a chord for African-Americans. Excuse me? I don't give a fuck about anything during this election year that has to do with black people and chicken. It's... Don't be shady. The producer... Honey, somebody just wrote, did they lie on the card and put it in my face? Let me just tell you something right now. I'm you will eat saying. that card. Listen, that, <laughs> that that did not this show. That did not have to be a headline. I don't want to see that as a motherfucking listen, black people, do better. We are in a big election year. Stabbing people in line over chicken sandwiches. Okay. Here's I no thing. no no wait. I've had I know I I have to finish good. this thought. I don't give a flying fuck. I walked by the Popeyes by my house at 11:30 in the morning, and it was packed with a line out the door. I was so ashamed. I'm like, really, real? It's 11:30. You all need a chicken sandwich. People was are hungry. Okay, girl. Anyway, anyway, I can't. I can't. People you are know hungry. what? You know what? The signs that keep coming in my face are quite offensive. The people are trying to come. Listen, I know that black people might like chicken, but so do white people. White people like chicken. I don't eat. Chicken Not every pop. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian, but I go. will say this. Uh -huh. The one and only times I ever had Popeyes in New Orleans before it became a national chain, it right. was fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. The one Everybody always talks about, the one in New Orleans Well, I mean, so they were national, yeah. I mean, so I had yeah. it there. Yeah. I, I will sidebar that I was pregnant, and I didn't realize that, so maybe <laughs> that's why it tasted so good. All right, here's my what would make, here's all I want to say about Megan McCain. Fuck her and fuck her. Here's the problem. With Meghan McCain. If anyone in the world would like to know what white entitlement looks like, all you have to do is turn on a show, a nationally syndicated, award-winning show, where there are women speaking their minds, which is very rare, where it's not gimmicky and kitschy, really being a political force, and you have a rich white girl rolling her eyes, ruffling paper, going, oh, okay, I guess we have to go to a break. Nobody wants to listen to me. <laughs> now, I will give Megan credit that she did not mention her dead father 27 times this week. 
John McCain's death is to Meghan McCain what 9-11 is to Rudy Giuliani. They cannot get through a sentence without mentioning it. No disrespect to John McCain. Right. Meghan McCain, Joe, is, has anointed herself as the voice of conservative. She is not. She is not a pleasant person. And as I said, it's rare that I side with Whoopi Goldberg on anything. But I can't believe that Whoopi Goldberg has not stood up and smacked the extensions out of that girl's hair. I don't care if she's married to a prominent Puerto Rican or not. When she said that, let me just, I I know we always bring this shit up. She was on the show. Amy and I had to hit each other immediately because it was like, she was like, and I've married into a prominent Puerto Puerto Rican Rican family. And we were all like, wait, what? What? I was like, do, 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 do. Megan McCain just says she's married to Puerto Rican. Did you know that she was married to Puerto Rican? She was like, I've never heard that in my life. Do you know? Miss Thing, she said it on The View. And she has said yeah. it before. And, 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 and we, the, were, but we were like, like, that husband? The one that you always yeah. talk about? It? Well, that's yeah, what she said. What and she he, said. Doesn't, he doesn't look Puerto Rican. Right. But the important thing is, is that when she said that, it's like the equivalent of where were you when JFK was shot? <laughs> Where were you when you found out Michael Jackson died? Right. Where were you when you found out that Meghan McCain, the gun-toting queen of Arizona, is married to Ricky Martin? It was like the day they McDonald's announced that they were no longer going to be making the McRib. It was like, what's happening? The McRib is going away. Oh, my God. Maybe you can come <laughs> back with Popeyes. It could be a McRib cha- a McRib chicken, chicken. Salmon sandwich. All right. All right, guys. Well, you know what? Thank you for listening in today. Ooh, I'm going to let time. you finish. It's presented in partnership with Listening Party today. Yep. And, you know, we need you to follow us at I'm going to let you finish NY, following Listening Party at Listening Party Presents, and follow Canal Street Market at Canal Street Market, all on Instagram. Sign up, follow us on Apple Podcasts, following Listening Party on iTunes and Google and SoundCloud and Spotify. And remember, subscribe to the show. Leave a rating, leave a review, and, you know, we're so glad to bring the fuckery to you on a monthly basis. I, I just want to mention one thing. Our next show, which we're very excited yes. about, we are going to have our first guest, well, yes, our we first are. invited guest. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not randos <laughs> walking by. You're right. We look like a really bad boy band right now, especially since two of us are not boys. Right. Really crazy boy band. Um... Ben Merlis, who has written a fantastic, fun book about the history of Cold Chillin' Records and Juice Crew, is going to be here next week. It should be a lot of fun, especially since I'm getting a tooth pulled two do- days before the taping. So, Courtney, you may have your chance to do this <laughs> all on your fucking own. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. It's going to be amazing. Really, really, guys. Thank We're you guys excited. for supporting this so show. Much. You've been supporting us. Thank you, Listening Party. Thank Yay. you, Canal Street Market. Thank you, Canal we Street love Market. you guys. Thank we'll you. see you next week. Bye. Next time, whenever, we'll see you. Yay. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.